This is Essential. Essential. This is Essential Audio. All right, everyone sounds good. Are we uh, almost ready? Uh-huh. So what exactly am I doing here today? Well, we were hoping you could help us. We're getting into the NFT market. Okay, welcome to the Money Pot, our podcast at Money 2020. So over the last few weeks, you'd have to have had your head in... Let's reword this. Okay, how about, about been on a desert island? Oh, how does Lost at Sea work? Lost at Sea. So over the last few weeks, you have to have been lost at sea to not hear about NFTs. And there are lots of explanations out there. I've invited my friend Rob Wells to join us. Rob used to work at Money 2020, and he's now a photographer. Hey, happy to join, Sanj. And I'm here with Rachel Morrissey, one of our Money 2020 producers. Hi. Our producer, Roland Bodenham. Hello. And one of our video producers, Jonathan Tobias, who is young, which already sets him apart from us in the fact that he's been digitally native pretty much his whole life, and he's also an NFT enthusiast. Thanks, Sanj. Yeah, bit of an enthusiast, uh, mostly just fascinated. So I'm sure the majority of our listeners have found the topic of NFTs almost unavoidable on the news and social media platforms over the last couple of weeks, with some really high-profile events taking place. So instead of just giving you another broad explainer of what is happening, we wanted to do something a little different. Right. So we decided to turn this episode about NFTs into an NFT and document the process in this episode, which is also an NFT. It's very meta. I know, but we will be putting this episode up for sale and any money we make, we will be sending to charity. So first, we need to start with what an NFT is. NFT stands for non-fungible token. So a fungible token or asset has units that can be readily interchanged, like currency. If you give a $10 bill for something that costs $9, There are units that allow you to take the thing and get the change for $1. Right. But non-fungible assets have unique properties that don't allow for interchange, like the Mona Lisa. I mean, you can just take her smile and still leave value. By breaking it up, you eliminate the value, and you really upset the Louvre. (laughs) But in our digital world, there are new digital properties being created every day. And digital files can be easily and endlessly duplicated, making it difficult for creators to verify their ownership or for them to sell because if anyone can copy them, how do they retain their value? A lot of value hold is through scarcity. And if you can copy endlessly, the only way for digital to retain value is to have proof that it is the original. And that's why NFTs exist. They give proof of ownership of digital assets which is a pretty huge development, but this didn't just pop up as a solution last month. There's a lot more to the story, which is why we brought our friend and my old colleague Rob Wells onto the show to give us a little history lesson on the technology. Yeah, the the idea and the technology has actually been around for a while. In the early days, you had color coins, and that was back in 2013, 2014, where you could assign Satoshis to represent assets on the Bitcoin blockchain. So it functioned in a similar way. And even the idea of the tokenization of art has been around for a while. 
Moving things a little closer to the present, nowadays most NFTs are created on the Ethereum blockchain. That started in 2017, and the marketplaces all take Ethereum. Although there are some other ones like Tron, Polkadot, and EOS. But whichever blockchain it's on, the point of it is to secure authentication of ownership. That is part of what is driving the boom in NFTs now. I mean, there are a couple of other factors. One is that we seem to be moving to a gig economy. Um, this could be a creator economy, too, um, where there isn't the same middlemen between creators and buyers. And there are many platforms and solutions that are gaining traction in this area, like Patreon or Substack. And authentication has become a real game changer for creators. There have been artists and creatives working in digitally native spaces for as long as there have been the tools to do that. Um, and this finally kind of gives them the ability to, to create and sell and authenticate their work. But all that doesn't really equate to the, the massive market cap um, that's been basically created overnight. While artists and blockchain enthusiasts are showing great Venn diagram overlap, behind the boom is a company called Alchemy, which started in 2017. Alchemy took on creating a way to make managing a creator's connection to the blockchain as a side project. And now it's the company behind all of the NFT marketplaces. So we're going to get into all the markets and what is happening a bit later. B before we get further, Rob, let's talk about how you created your first NFT and became one of the artists selling your photographs that way. So I was on a trip in Brazil and I had a chance to do a helicopter ride um, over Christ the Redeemer. So I got an amazing shot right at sunset. It was like absolutely beautiful. One of my favorite photos that I've ever taken. And I decided to use that image to kind of go into the foray of, of making an NFT. But really the nature of NFTs is that they're a little bit more artistic and creative than just a simple photo. And they, they also have to be a little bit more culturally relevant too, um, especially if you want to sell. So you, you definitely have to have like a really good hook to go along with the NFT. So I decided to kind of combine my photography um, with commentary on the nature of NFTs and crypto right now. Um, and I created a piece called Satoshi the Redeemer. So I replaced the head on the statue um, with a pic of Satoshi or the character Satoshi. Um, and then I put an Ethereum symbol in one hand and a Bitcoin symbol in the other. Uh, and then I tokenized it and put it up for sale on OpenSea. So since we're making this an NFT, let's have you walk us through the process. Uh, Roland, could we have some planning music, please? Thank you. Okay, so the first step is, is going to be, uh, what's your blockchain of choice? There are a few you can choose from, but Ethereum is the most popular. Right, but there's also Binance and Cardano and Noob. And so if we're going with Ethereum, the next step is going to make sure that we have our wallet set up. Like Coinbase Wallet or MetaMask, or there are dozens of others. Once you have that, you can choose what platform you want to sell the NFT on. Like OpenSea, Rarible, or Mintable. And we are using OpenSea for this one because it's the most popular. And it is the one Rob used for Satoshi the Redeemer. So in these marketplace platforms, you push create and that allows you to start your collection. Okay, we are there. Uh, what, do, what do we name it? We need a username. How about moneypot underscore collections? Okay, and we need a header. So we're going to use the moneypot header or something else. Yeah, that could work. It's just an identifier for the collection. Hey, so we are there. We are ready to put in an NFT. So if this episode is an NFT, how do we make it stand out? How do we make it sell? Well, that's where we got to figure out the hook. A lot of the stuff that makes a big impression on these marketplaces has something that really draws people in. 
maybe it's animation, a video, some music, some cool graphics, stuff like that. Hmm. I think we'll have to come back to that. But in the meantime, let's think first about what NFTs mean in the world of fintech and what impact their rise in popularity will have. Well, an obvious one is that this will increase the public's adoption of crypto in general. I mean, while an NFT isn't a currency, it is still a store of value. And as it grows, the idea that a digital store of value is possible will definitely increase. That can have huge implications for blockchain platforms across the full spectrum of, of financial services. Blockchains have already gained fans in tracking shipments of everything from tomatoes to cannabis to diamonds. It increases the value of digital goods across all markets, really. Um, you have brands like Burberry who are releasing digital products, um, goods that have always relied on that elite factor, um, now have a way to, to offer verified digital ownership. So when they try to revive inner cities, they often start by attracting artists. I mean, that attracts a lot of attention and money. And then other investments come. And I wonder if this won't have a similar pull. In a way, this all started with gamers and finding value in digital images. Yeah, I have been thinking about that with this episode. Maybe we should add a digital element since so many NFTs are about digital art. Well, like we were talking about before, NFTs you know, really began with the idea of colored coins uh, being attached to specific in real life items. Uh, they led to a realization that there was an incredible potential for issuing assets on the blockchain. And in 2014, uh, a company called Counterparty was founded, which was a peer-to-peer -peer platform um, and distributed an open source protocol built on blockchain. Um, it allowed for asset creation and a decentralized exchange and even a crypto token. Yeah, Counterparty was built on a Bitcoin blockchain and uh, had a lot of activity with gamers. There was a game called Spells of Genesis, which issued in-game assets on the blockchain, and uh, they were one of the first to launch an ICO. And then you had uh, CryptoPunks that were the clients that Alchemy took on. John Watkins and Matt Hall realized they could create unique characters generated on the Ethereum blockchain. And obviously, if we have images on the internet that can be bought and sold, then it has to include cats. So after CryptoPunks came CryptoKitties. It was a game where people adopted, raised, and traded virtual cats. They were all on the news outlets, including CNN, but mostly because the game was clogging the Ethereum blockchain. And while the internet is cat crazy, it's also meme crazy. So certain memes were growing incredibly popular, but it's difficult for anyone who creates them to get you know any value out of them. They don't get paid for their work. NFTs give meme creators a chance to get paid for the value they are providing to digital communities. And at the same time all this was going on, we've seen a crazy rise in trading cards and a huge market uh, emerging with these cards. I mean, Pokemon has been around since the 90s and Magic the Gathering even before that. But since 2016, we've seen it like really explode. Just last year, YouTuber Logan Paul bought an original Pokemon pack for 200 grand. Yeah, and you see, you're seeing it with like sports cards and memorabilia too. Um, Gary Vee's been going crazy about trading cards as a financial investment for a while now. And actually, the other day, um, I watched a conversation between one of my portfolio companies, Bellwether, and the American Bar Association and Mark Cuban. And even that conversation shifted toward NFTs and trading cards because he's so passionate about it. And I think culturally, we we've seen this rise of the collectors both in the physical world and it's really been mirrored in the digital world. 
And of course, Mark Cuban is heavily involved in himself in both of these worlds. And he's a massive proponent of NFTs. Yeah. And the more outside figures or influencers like Logan Paul, Gary Vee, or uh, Mark Cuban talk about these things, the bigger and bigger these markets get. Um, which gets us to the point now where digital artist Beeple is able to sell his artwork for $69 million on Christie's. The hype and attention that NFTs are getting right now is only increasing the price. Yeah, so much so that even Gary Vee, you know, he admitted the other day that this could probably be a, a bit of a bubble. Yeah, I heard Beeple say the same. Uh, there's just so much euphoria around it. And on a technical level, I think it kind of screens bubble. All these NFTs are built on tech that these huge buyers probably don't really understand. Like I heard one engineer call NFTs literally a house of playing cards because if the Ethereum blockchain or the marketplace you bought from goes bust, so does your NFT. Even still, I'm not sure if it's a bubble or if the market has finally found a way to give digital art and memes value uh, and if the prices are just reacting to it. I mean, the art world is notoriously slow to accept change and to react to change. Maybe we're really just seeing the ascendance of meme culture and digital art. Which is why it seems like the perfect time to be making an NFT. Like, for example, a podcast episode raising money for charity. Exactly. Timing is a key component, but you do still have to come up with that hook. Ah, uh, yeah, the hook. Well, John, you, you've been working on some art, right? I have. And I have to say, I've loved how meta this whole conversation has been. You know, talking about making an NFT by making an NFT. Sanj sent over the artwork of Magritte, and I thought it would be a great way of expressing the meta version of making an NFT of a podcast about NFTs. So I made a pick of a coin, a money pot coin, and I have the coin taped to a wall. And under the coin... Let me guess. You have... Ceci n'est pas un NFT. Yup. It honestly looks great and is exactly what I was thinking when I sent you the Magritte. Rob, do you think that that's going to be enough to get us the attention? Well, I think the art is great, but I just feel like if we really want to stand out, we need to do something that no one has done before. Well, I don't know what that could be. And it's looking like we're almost at the end of the show. Maybe we've just run out of time. Damn, I really thought we almost had it. Uh, hey, everyone, I, I, I might have something. Something good? Something which can save the show. Something completely unique and never before seen as an NFT. Something which can raise money for charity? I, I can't promise everything, but I've given it my best shot. While you guys have been talking about NFTs, I've been working on a song which I think reflects how a lot of the world feels about NFTs right now. So wait, in an episode of a podcast about NFTs, which itself will become an NFT, you've written a song to support the NFT about what people will think of NFTs. My head's spinning, man. <laughs> well, I, I think it's about as meta as we've ever gone on this show, and that's saying something. But go with me on this. I think it could work. Are you all ready for the grand unveiling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's been talking, because there's something been going on. Could I just be imagining, or did a JPEG just make millions? Did this become a no-brainer? Can somebody please tell me? I think I need an explainer. What the heck is an NFT? I've seen it on TV and I've read it in the news. People selling virtual stuff and then retire to a house with a view. Won't someone tell me please? Would you help me understand? 
Oh, I make something fungible And why these tokens are just so into me Give it to me now People sold the JPEG Kings of Leon sold the whole LP Then Jack Dorsey sold the tweet And then Elon Musk also sold a tweet What's happened to the internet? Could I buy the P in Pinterest? Could I invest that P in an IRA? Or would it slowly get me much more interest? think we have our hook yeah absolutely not only are we selling the episode we're selling the very cool artwork from john and the song about nfts i think we could be on to a winner don't forget all the money raised will be going to charity yes please do check out money 2020 social media posts over the next couple of weeks to keep up with the progress we're making on selling this very episode And please do share this information with any friends, colleagues, or followers to raise awareness. We really want this to do well. And that's it for this episode of The Money Pot. You can find this episode in the OpenSea Marketplace under This Episode is an NFT. And we'll have a link in the description. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we look forward to seeing you live in Amsterdam and Vegas this fall. This is essential. 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 This is Essential Audio.